Blog Talk Radio. Voices in the air, I hear them loud and clear, telling me to listen. Whispers in my ear, nothing can compare, I just want to listen. As my But the heart in the street So when they feel this They feel me But I can't feel nothing Outside these great beats I am from the city of evil Came from the bottom Standing on top I was supposed to be my coffin What's up? Exception shows me of a dead man walking Perfect to show the kids still got it Let it be known I got the throne Like I don't know that they're the king Never grew up around the family Cause I'm not a human being And anyone I know I'm coming in my spot to the top Let them have it Cause when I leave The whole world drops Lace up, kill Ronnie Carlton should have a pretty good show for you today. I am going to talk mostly about, or at least I'm going to start talking about Colin Kaepernick and also with Jim Harbaugh and his act, wearing sin on the brass of the 49ers. It's a funny thing about life that type A personalities get things done. They are the ones who design the roads. They are the ones who are the architects. They are... The, your boss that pushes you. They are the coach. They are organized. They have a vision. They have a plan. But type A personalities think that everyone should express how much they care about the goal in the same exact way. And that's the problem in San Francisco right now is that Harbaugh wears down people, as all type A personalities generally do, because people don't meet their standards. The funny thing is, Type A's don't meet their own standards. They aren't the happiest people in the world. And with a guy like Harbaugh, he needs a constant challenge. So some people like that, which reminds me of Parcells and Larry Brown, it can be going great. With Parcells, they were in the Super Bowl, and he was talking to the Jets. <laughs> I mean, you can't make it up. Larry Brown was in the NBA Finals, and he was talking about the next to his dream job. They're always looking for the next thing to conquer even when they're in the midst of conquering in another place. Stanford was having unparalleled success. Harbaugh interviewing with the Niners, talking to the Niners. Now, with the Niners, he's causing problems so that he can get out, maybe not even consciously, but subconsciously. But that's what these type A personalities do. They wear on you. They wear on themselves. They wear on their families. And you can't really argue with Harbaugh's success, but the thing that made Harbaugh great in San Francisco and has made him a great coach is going to end up leading to his demise. This is what type A's do. They wear you down. And we're going to be joined by my co-host, Chase Howells, or this could be Dorian Bryan. I'm not sure which one. You're on the air. It's Chase, man. Sorry to disappoint I, you. I was hoping, man, I can't remember these numbers, and I can't write them all down, writing them in the middle of stuff, man. And you're supposed to, they had a way for you to label them, but it, it didn't work it out. It didn't work out. What's your take on Harbaugh and the San Francisco situation? I mean, you know I want him out, but I've wanted him out since day one, so, I mean, it's probably not fair. But here's the deal, man. If If it's going to be a situation and we can actually get something in return for him, I said let him go because we have some talent on that defensive staff that could become 
a head coach and someone that we can kind of build around if this dude leaves. I mean, you know, I think that um, it's probably best for Cap if he's there because allegedly he can develop quarterbacks, although I think he just got that because uh, luck was good and he was around for that, not necessarily that he made luck any good. But if there is any way for him to develop Cap, then that's worth keeping him. But, I mean, if that's if that's not a true story, then let him go and uh, let's keep, you know, Fangio or one of those guys make them make them head coach. Uh, yeah, but let's let's put our cards on the table. And if people don't know you by now, admit your biases that you are a huge Ohio State fan. So the constant Michigan man is not exactly your top choice for your favorite football team. No, well, and and with that, his his idol, his mentor, his favorite coach, never won the big one. So, um, Shim Beckler never won a national title. So you know. If that's who he's going to look up to, then that's kind of the results we're going to get. We're going to get on the doorstep, and that's about it. So, like I say, I'm I'm all right with he, with him leaving, especially if we can actually get, like, first-rounders or something in place. I mean, that seems like a no-brainer for me. concept of trading coaches is kind of weird, but, hey, I'm cool with it. <laughs> that That is a um, – I think – I think it's interesting, though, how – I don't know. Like, you guys were struggling – and he kind of brought you back. And now it's like y'all are like, well, most of the fans I hear, sounds like the players, y'all are like, well, he can walk. Why do you think the fan base seems to feel like that? Um, I don't – I mean, I, I have my personal strong feelings on it, so that probably clouds my judgment on this. But, I, I mean, it usually does. In, in, in the NFL, it's it seems like head coach is – you know, someone that's going to organize everything, but it's more or less almost like a figurehead position. And if the rest of the staff is already in place and strong at what they do and, you know, they feel like they've gotten his best, I mean, he's given three years, they've gotten to the doorstep, and he's not closing. So maybe when we're in this window of opportunity, we got to try something else before uh, before we don't have a shot anymore. I definitely, I could see that. And the other story, 49 related, of course, is since we have them, we'll group them together, is Kaepernick it seems like he's on the verge of signing an $18 million contract extension. A lot of people seem that the, the familiar refrain to the objectors are saying, well, he's not worth that much money. He might not be, but that seems to be the market rate right now. And, uh, I mean, you know, I don't necessarily think – He's he's up there, but at the same time, you can't you can't let him go. We can't let him walk. He's going to be better than anything that we can sign off the street or or draft in the draft. So, uh, I mean, he's definitely got potential. I don't see how you let him walk. I mean, I understand it's a lot of money, but at the same time, it's market rate. You know, he's not getting like top dollar. He's he's up there, which is where he should be, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I think people look at. They look at that it's $18 million, but you don't compare it to what else or what the other people in his profession are doing. So I had a list here, and it says for next year, uh, let's see, Aaron Rodgers is scheduled to make 22. Matt Ryan is scheduled to make 20.75. Uh, let's see, Flacco is scheduled to make 20. Breeze is scheduled to make 20. 
Peyton 19, Cutler 18, Romo 18. And honestly, you know, as much as I like Romo and I defend him, it's not that much of a difference between Kaepernick and Cutler and Romo, just depending on what you like. Like, they're better passers, but his running is another uh, strength that he has that he brings to the table. I mean, I think when you combine his youth with with, with the resume, you can't say that that money is outrageous. Like you say, I mean, there's there's other guys that are earning more. All of them have a ring except for Ryan. Is that, is that right, based off what I heard? I mean, uh, I, I of think the 20s or the – Of everyone that would be above that Romo amount and they or in that area. Too, so we know they don't have rings. But, yeah, the only one in the 20 – well, Peyton makes 19. But the 19 or above club has um, all the rings except for Ryan, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and he and Cap's already made it farther than Ryan. I mean, the dude the dude has played for one and a half seasons as a starter, so that's where it's like, you know, are we paying too much for him? But he's done a lot in those in those one and a half seasons. So, uh, like I say, I think he's just he's trying to get market right. He said, I think the direct quote was he wanted to make more than Cutler, and I think that that's perfectly fair. Yeah, uh, but now McCallum should probably make more than Cutler. Let's see what Dorian is doing. I'm assuming maybe I actually memorized Dorian's number. You're on the IBS Livecast. Is this Dorian? Hey, what's going on, guys? Running. What's, what's up, on, my Chase? man? What's How your you take doing, on buddy? the San Francisco situation for Paul Barrow and Kaepernick? Um, I think Chase was right on the money. Just to be honest, with uh, as far as Harbaugh is concerned, he. he I'm not sure that the team's success was as much of his doing as it was just having a good core combination of players. And I think uh, I think you can take a, a pretty decent coach and uh, and seal the deal with the players that they have. I think Kaepernick is a pretty good quarterback. He needs to be developed a little bit more, but I don't think it was anything that Harbaugh did to develop him in the first place. And, uh, I mean, the window of opportunity in pro football, as you both know, is very, very small. I mean, uh, with Navarro Bowman getting hurt, I believe it was, I mean, you got a guy that's really, really talented. There's no guarantee that you'll get a replacement to step in and be as effective as he was. So, um, I mean, me being an NFC guy, I hate to say this, but – Get a halfway decent coach that might be able to kind of feel the deal a little bit, and before a lot of the players, you know, start to deteriorate, then uh, it might be trouble for the NFC, even even for the Seahawks, because they played them tough for the most part. I mean, they were one of the few teams that actually beat them. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is a just. It, 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 there's going to be a transition. It'll be interesting to see if the Niners can get it. <clears throat> It'll be interesting to see if they can maintain without falling off at all because you have the Rams, you have the Cardinals that are coming up, and Seattle is just there. So you're looking at a possibility of them falling off or staying and then switching coaches, some instability. It should be interesting to see where the Niners go in the next two or three years. Uh, In college basketball, had a few big games. I'm going to ask Chase first, and then Dorian, you can respond after Chase. Are the Virginia Cavaliers for real? Oof. Uh, I mean, they're they're definitely having a good run, but 
I don't know, man. It seemed like that game they were making shots, and that's not something they're doing consistently. They were hitting the three ball well. Now, they defend well, but how far is that going to take you in this tournament? I don't know. This tournament's kind of weak. They could probably be a Sweet 16 team, but barring them just lighting it up from beyond the arc again every night, I don't think they can. I don't think they have enough to make it farther than that, personally. Dorian, I uh, I think I think I think you're absolutely right about that, Chase. Um, I want to see the ACC tournament. Um, I mean, they do have a good common core combination of players. I mean, they they look really good, but they were in a really comfortable environment. I mean, it's just a regular season game. They're playing at home. It's a big team. Syracuse has been struggling a little bit. Um, you know, all the factors were there for them to win that game. And Joe Harris didn't come on until late. They defended him really well. I think he only had maybe three points or five points at halftime, something like that. And they were still in the game. And they just kind of fell apart at the end, Syracuse did. Um, I don't know. That's They have to be a little more consistent for me. I mean, yeah, they've been on the streak, but the ACC, I mean – this year is, I mean, it is the ACC. I mean, I can't, I can't take anything away from them. But we'll find out come the tournament time, the ACC tournament, because, uh, I mean, they're gonna have to come to play. It's not gonna be the, uh, the warm, comfortable home environment with the home crowd. Yeah. Of course, they're gonna have probably more fans, but it's not gonna be uh, that just ideal for them. I mean, every team, you know, you're taking it to the next level come ACC yeah. tournament time. So we'll Let's see. Let's do it in reverse for Wichita State. Wichita State, are they for real? Dorian first, didn't you? Um, yeah, I, I believe so. They have veteran guys who have played together. They don't have a lot of the one and duns. They don't have any superstars on their team. They're just a group of guys who go out and play basketball together. And uh, they, they, they play really well. Greg Marshall's a, a good coach. I mean, they, uh, they've been knocking on the door for the past couple of years. I believe two years ago, VCU barely beat them in a bracket busters game uh, at Wichita. And so, like I said, there, there are going to be some teams that are going to be really upset when they face those guys because those guys just go out and play. And uh, with the pressure of, you know, having that one game and done, I don't think that's going to really apply to them as much as it may apply to a top-tier team that's used to winning and advancing in the NCAA tournament. You know what I mean? I think a lot of teams who are who are used to uh, uh, survive, I mean, you take some teams out of the SEC, the Big 12, and even the ACC for that for that matter. I mean, I, I as a Carolina fan, I don't want to see them in the first and second round. I really don't because they have the tools that I think that they could they could they could beat my Tar Heels. They're better than your Tar Heels, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's let's just remember uh, this is not a fly by night program at this point. They uh, we played them twice when I was in college, and once was in in the tournament when uh, when Mason actually made that run, and they and they were making a run themselves at that point. Um, and then last year they get all the way to the final four. And then this year they haven't dropped a game. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to say that, that they're pretenders at all. I think that with, uh, 
with the tournament not as deep as it was last year, I don't see any reason they can't get back to the Final Four. Yeah, uh, yeah, it would seem that way. The only thing I'm concerned about is when you're undefeated like that, luck is a part of sports. And when you're undefeated like that, it just seems like, and you can't do it on purpose, but if you don't get that loss, a loss to either way, you just have a really bad night one night and you can't overcome it because it seems like just you keep rolling craps. 316, you are on the air on the IBS live pass with Chase and Ronnie. What's up? Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> McLovin, Antonio, what's, what's up, up, man? Hey, man, what's going on? Man? What's going on? <laughs> hey, man, somebody, somebody man, come. We got and uh, I put Dorian. I put you back on hold so I can slide out to the uh, get the next caller on. Thank you for your call as always, and your good uh, your good points. Antonio, what did you think of the tournament this morning? First round of the sports related tournament. What were your thoughts, man? Man, ayo, no lie. That uh, all all on all on was sweeps by far, but that um Skylar Diggins and uh and uh Serena Williams one man, that was a good one man. That, that was, was a good one right there. Hold on, hold on, let me you for a second. Let me give you. This is what I have as the unofficial tally at this point, and I think we're gonna need a recount on the Serena Skylar one. Um, mm-hmm. so I got I got Carissa Thompson twelve nine over Rachel Nichols. Giselle eleven to seven over Gabby Union, Beyonce fourteen to four over Danica, and right now I have <laughs> Serena busting the bracket at thirteen to twelve on the last shot buzzer beater. Go ahead, Serena man. She it? came in late too, didn't it? I, I think it was late. Right. I got like it. We need we need a recount on this. Thirteen to twelve. Nah, man. Final wow. score, man. Final score. That was a good, was a good Serena, upset, right? man. Yeah, man. That well, was a good I, upset right there, Bubba. I had a feeling, because you see, you got, there you got the two sides of a black man when you look at Skylar and, and, and Serena. Yeah, exactly. We, we, exactly, yo. That's exactly what it was. And that's the conflict. You got the face you want to take home tomorrow. You know, I don't think Serena's face is as bad as people say. Like, it's passable. It's serviceable. You know, right, it's right, not, right. you know, it's kind of like a Kyle Corver. You know, it's not a superstar, but it's somebody that can help the team. <laughs> but she got the right. body of LeBron. So you got an incomplete. <laughs> you got an incomplete. Right. Well, you got Skylar. Skylar kind of like Teddy Bridgewater. Nothing really stands out, but it's solid. You know, it's real solid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm waiting for the uh, next round tomorrow, man. Yeah, I think we'll do the four or five, so that'll be closer, so everybody won't uh, complain about the one versus eight. One versus eight is supposed to be a distance between one and eight. But uh, I saw you. You had Chase. How do you say that woman's name? I thought it was Clarissa. (laughs) It's Carissa. Clarissa, oh, that just ruins her for me. I just, I've always read it as <laughs> Clarissa because uh, the show used to come on Nickelodeon called Clarissa that explains it all. <laughs> See, I can be black yeah, sometimes man. too. You see that mispronunciation? How is that relevant to this? <laughs> That's Clarissa, hey. Clarissa, Clarissa. <laughs> yeah, man. Anyway, yeah, um, McLovin, what were your thoughts on that, uh, that matchup? Clarissa, 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 as I'm going to call her. Against my girl Rachel Nichols, who Chase cheated. Rachel Nichols, Rachel Nichols. Where she won? Who? No, Chase got people to change votes, man. He started posting pics of Charissa 
and uh, <laughs> and bikinis, man. Oh, yeah. He's dog racer. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, man, like the that's this what, was a that's why you said you like the redheads. <laughs> a redhead yeah, oh, like, is like I, a four leaf clover, man. If you stumble upon <laughs> a four leaf clover, they make your day. You find an attractive redhead, you found something, man. It's right. No, nah, man. Hey, I googled her pictures, man. I ain't like her, man. <laughs> I ain't like her at all, Bubba. Man, all right. I think you're pregnant. Mac Lovin, I need to know the answer. Who's got the better chicks, Prince William County or Mosby Court? Prince William County or Mosby Court? Ah. Want to go Prince William County, Bubba? <laughs> Want to go Prince William County? All right. <laughs> I, I don't like I don't like Mosby Court chicks. I, I wouldn't blame you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your team? I don't even remember your team in real sports. Uh, what? What's, what's uh, what? College? college Any sports? Who's, who's like your main team? Oh, oh, the Ravens and Lakers. Since both of them since '96, baby. Uh, but can we look up and see if the Ravens existed in '96? When did they change over? So <laughs> I, I think I was, that I was actually their, was, their first year. That sounds about right, but it's fishy. I was I was thirteen. I was thirteen. And I didn't have a team. I didn't want to be. I, ain't, I, I and I ain't a follower. I didn't want to be a Dallas fan. And I didn't want to be a Washington fan. So I broke it down oh, between Baltimore. I broke it down between uh, Baltimore and 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 and, and, uh, and North Carolina. And I don't know. I don't know what made me go with, with Baltimore, but so made me go with Baltimore. They do make more now that they're here. Baltimore makes more. Well, not more, but it makes just as much sense as DC, and so does Carolina. Like if people really hate. Don't want to be the Redskins fans, which I could definitely understand. So we'll let you go, but let me let me get your take on the Ray Rice situation since that's your team. What's your take on all that, man? <laughs> that bitch going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna have to be, you know, they're gonna make up, and she'll probably recant the test. Well, she probably haven't snitched on him yet, but she'll probably, you know, she won't testify against him and all that. Nah, that play out. Yo, I swear that Quag, that Quagmire Mimi. When he's dragging the white chick, and they say, and it, and it says Ray Rice be like, yo, every time I see that, I die, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like, I don't understand. I've been in some domestic disputes, not physical ones like that, but I, I can't. I don't think I could be mad. I, I'm not going to be mad at a girl enough that I drag her. Like, you know, she might, is she that drunk or she got knocked out, whatever? You put her on your shoulder or something. He propped her up against the elevator like a dead body or something, man. Like, you would do that to a dog, man. If your dog was down like that, you would drag it by the legs. Like, I don't know where he come from, man. He always on Twitter talking about anti-bullying and stuff. Yeah, he he bullied her show, though. Yeah, he is a brilliant eye. How long the show going to be going tonight? I might. We can get as close to 10 as we can if we get more callers. If not, then I'm going to hang it up anyway because wrestling on, man. I want to see wrestling. Daniel Bragg will fight. Here we go. I think that's a phone call, man. So, look. All right, Chase. All right, I see. Y'all take it easy, man. All right, man. Appreciate your call. We got a slow night tonight, but uh, doesn't even get that many callers. But it's been kind of a weird day with the snow day and all that stuff. But um, any have you uh you been you follow the draft closely, right? Or yeah. have you been following the draft news? Yeah. Rank top 
let's see, top three between the main quarterbacks. Who's your what's your top three of the quarterbacks? Hmm. I, first of all, I think the quarterbacks are weak, um, and I think that they're going to all go higher than they should. And I think we're going to have a scenario like we did several years ago when we had Gabbert and Ponder and all those guys coming off the board way too early. Um, but I guess Bortles is, is is the best out there, and then and then probably Bridgewater, and then uh, Johnny Manziel. But Johnny Football obviously has the most playmaking ability and the most electricity coming in. You know, if you're going to have to throw someone out there right away anyways, you might as well get some bang for your buck, I guess. So, yeah, that, I mean, yeah, that were my thoughts too. So, like, if you're Jacksonville and you're picking at three, and you, let's say they pick Clowney, and let's say that uh, the Rams picked the offensive tackle from Auburn. So then you're sitting at Jacksonville. I mean, do you go Bridgewater or do you go Manziel? That's tough, man. I mean, I, I really don't, you know, I think going quarterback for them could be a problem um, because I don't know if that's going to solve, I don't know if that's going to solve the Jaguars puzzle at this point. And these quarter, you know, especially with the guys that, that we're talking about, like, yeah, Manziel can probably sell some jerseys and stuff and, but he's not going to like it there. That's not going to work out long term. That's you know that's not going to be a franchise situation for him. I guess Bridgewater would be the better franchise situation for them of those two. And I, but I would be tempted that because you're so bad when you're Jacksonville. You're so bad that I would be tempted to bring some excitement. You're talking about a team that might end up being um, transferred to LA or have to move to LA or London even. And I would be if I'm the Raiders or I'm I'm uh, Jacksonville, I'd be tempted to get Manziel. And also, even though his playmaking ability it can be a liability because he'll rely on and he'll be too improvisational. I mean, Greg Cosell said it the other day, but these guys meet all week long to make plays, and then you just don't run them. There's a lot of what he does, but at the same time, he can create things when it's not there, especially when they don't have the talent. So for like a bad team, I think he can have a year or two where he can be pretty good or or look pretty good, and the flaws will be not a, not noticed as much because they'll be making plays. But over the long haul, I think it'll be like thick where as the league catches up and picks up his tendencies, then he won't be successful. He'll be inconsistent. I think it's risky. I, you know, if I'm them there, I, I would consider a trade, especially if you can get some value back for it. If someone if someone needs something in that spot that'll actually trade trade that pick with you and because and, I think you can go down further um and still get a quarterback. And I you might not get Johnny, but you can get one of these other guys and they're kinda all in the same in the same area at this point. Yeah, they kinda are. Especially once you get past that first three. Good lord. But I do like uh I can't even say his name, but he's out of the same uh school as Tony Romo and I think it's like James Garoppolo or something like that. And I like him. He gets the ball out really quick. He's smart. He's sort of mobile. He's mobile enough to get away from pressure and move around in the pocket. Like, I feel like he's somebody that you can put in and you can get some production out. He's not, you know, none of these guys are Andrew Luck. But I'd rather, and I don't really like Carr. I would like Carr, but he's anytime there's any pressure, Carr throws off his back foot. He's just allergic to pressure. So I struggle with him. But And then you got you could go down and you could, like, take an experiment and you could try to get McCarron or you could go 
even lower and maybe look for a Metzen Burglar from LSU who's hurt and Aaron Murray who hurt who you have to wait on. And, of course, there's Logan Thomas. What are your thoughts on Logan Thomas as a pro? I know we discussed it a little bit this week. I mean, he's definitely not there. There's no doubt about it. He's got some of the physical tools, um, but he's very, very raw. He didn't come into college playing the position. He didn't have anyone develop him while he was in school. That's evident. I mean, he just flat out didn't get better. If anything, he regressed. Um, he's a project. You can't you can't throw that guy out there first season and expect anything to happen. If he can get into a situation where someone will actually take the time to develop him, which I don't think that happens in the NFL anymore, but if he got if he got that kind of scenario, um, I think that he could have a chance down the road. But this whole thing, especially with quarterbacks, it's like people want to win now. Even if the, you grab Russell Wilson in the third round and throw him out there in the first game, you know, it's, it's – it's a new league, man. There's no developing anyone. The only person that's getting any kind of development is Ryan Mallett, and the rest of the league is it's a revolving door at quarterback. It really is. And I, I just started watching Russell Wilson tape. I mean, Russell Wilson tape. Logan, a light-skinned black person, but <laughs> very different in stature. Um, I started, I mean, and, and some of those games he looked really good. And, and when I watched it, I'm like, how can he not be Cam Newton? Like, even in college, like, he should have been more physically dominant. I mean, Cam has flaws in his game and his throwing motion. But, I mean, he's shaped the same way here. Center a little measurable. I mean, Cam obviously is more athletic. But I just, as a Tech fan, like, what happened? Terrible offensive coaching. And, I mean, he didn't have that many playmakers around him at the end. You know, he started off with a pretty good group, and he looked pretty good. They were able to cover that up. And then um, – as all those guys left, we weren't really getting any recruits in their places, and then we started getting receivers that dropped more than they caught balls, and uh, I, I think that just killed his confidence from from the get go. And I noticed that too; those receivers were not good. Like when you watch them on tape, you really see how bad they are. They don't really get separation. They drop. They do drop a lot of passes. And the weird thing about him is the easy passes, like the, 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 line, the throws behind the line of scrimmage, the five-yard throws, seem to be more difficult for him than the deep passes and the intermediate passes. It's just a really weird thing. I'm just, and basically it's probably because it's because of mechanics and footwork. But Well, and I think it, you, there's also a trust factor there. Now, in the offseason coming in, there was a lot of guys that left the team, um, got kicked off the team, transferred, whatever, several starters, and then um, – I mean, he saw the results. Like, he couldn't trust anybody. He started from the first game on, and he kept forcing it and got into more interceptions and, and you know, drop passes than anything else. So it is what it is. Like I said, I think with the way the NFL is now, you have a starter and you have a backup, and that's all you got anymore, and people want veterans in that backup position. They're not trying to groom anybody. Um, so is there a place for Logan in the league? Probably not. I mean – I think he'll get drafted, but I, you know, I don't, I don't envision him being on a team three years from now. Area code six seven eight. You're on the IB Sports Livecast with RC and Chase. Hey, how you doing? This is the Prime Minister. I like to make my <laughs> own. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you called in. We are not this, having an Alex Smith discussion, man. What do you want to talk about, Prime Minister? And I what am now making my official debut. 
Uh, actually, I just called in a little late, so I don't know what the topics at hand are being discussed. Um, you know, well, I we, really, we talked about your team a little bit too. We talked about the Kaepernick contract, and we talked about Harbaugh possibly being on the outs with management and some of the players. I got to take on that. I think that uh, um, I think Harbaugh has I think Harbaugh has a two year window, regardless if he gets the contract or not with us. Um, just being his personality. I don't know if his personality is suited to be a um, just a staple uh, head coach. I love Jim Harbaugh. I mean, I, when I say I, I love Jim Harbaugh, but I just think that his desires and his passion, especially if he wins a chip, he might be gone the next year after that. Like, like I just see him being – I don't see him that longevity of that legacy. He's not his brother. You know what I mean? He's very different. And when the emotion hits him, he might move on. As far as the contract with Kaepernick and everything, he's just not worth that money. Um, I hope he doesn't really want that money. That's what's scary. I don't ever like to tell players not <laughs> to take that money. Yeah, but you got to be like, you I know, you take that. that money. I mean, I live in Atlanta. You take that money, and boy, oh, boy. I mean, daily here in Atlanta, they're like um, freaking, they want to kill Matt Ryan everywhere he goes. I mean, so it's like it's another amount of pressure from a mental standpoint, which I'm not really sure Kaepernick has developed the mental moxie yet. You know what I mean? I think that's one. I think that's probably his major, major improvement outside of looking at certain things. But I think he doesn't look at certain receivers and options because of the moxie of not being mentally sound of just like, well, you know, let me just make this play. Even though I know it's a 50-50 chance I can make that big play. So um, I don't know. And we're going to need that money. I mean, we have a lot of people coming up. If he wants to keep Krabs, um, if he wants to keep um, some of our um, Alden Smith, I mean, we want to need that money. He can't just, you know. Yeah, but I mean, you, I don't know what, to, I don't know what he's being paid. What if you're going to say that, you have to consider what happens if he walks. So if he walks, then what? I mean, if we don't get someone that's ready to step in and win immediately, then then like you say, this window is closing quickly. Um, you let him go, it, it's going to close pretty quick. No, I, look, look, look. Let, let, let me be very clear. I mean, y'all know how I feel about the Cap and the Smith situation and everything like that. But let me be very clear. I don't say you let him go. And you have nothing there. Um, you're going to need a to run a Jim Harbaugh system. You're going to need a cerebral quarterback, um, and I'm not. And you're going to need somebody who can 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 make plays and win. You know what I mean? I honestly, I I don't know if that contract that contract might be the death of him, and he gets ran out of traded because I don't think that offense is suited for the way he naturally wants to play. I mean, to be honest with you, just looking at it, he does that does not look like the offense. And I think it's going to come true if we get another, you know, a big receiver or another option at wide receiver and if Quentin Patton turns into something. I think it's going to see that we have more options on offense and he still is going to still look the same. And, um, I mean, I don't know if y'all heard the post, but there's rumblings going on within the teammates and stuff like that. And I blame that on Jim Harbaugh, you know. I think the way he handled and he manipulated the Alex Smith situation, he that while they were winning, they got a lot of trust. But I think he, um, 
I think he lost a lot of trust with the players too, knowing that I, anything at any time could be switched off. So, yeah, that's just how I, I feel about I, it. So I agree I mean, with you about the system too. I don't think that it's a natural fit for Cap. I think that what they were doing offensively with Kaepernick um, when they first let him start made a lot more sense. And I think if he was if he was playing more, even like even like how Seattle's using Russell Wilson, I think that they could have more success. They're trying to force him just to be, you know, a drop back passer. And last year we didn't even have any receivers for half the season, so it just you know that didn't help build his confidence or develop him at all. I don't think. Well, you know what I think will also happen to Chase. I would say this is that see, I think Alex. I mean, I th- I'm sorry, I think Jim Harbaugh outsmarted himself like he had an excellent plan in place and you know I don't know if you remember when we had Nate Davis and everybody else in the background those guys Kaepernick out of all of those guys well Kaepernick was the only guy that came close to being able to just kind of comprehend that system but everybody else had these crazy numbers but they just couldn't handle the system from a cerebral standpoint which made Alex the perfect fit at for at that time for that but the contract that they gave him, now I'm looking at the, the, the contract that um, the Kansas City Chiefs are offering him and how it's structured. Jim Harbaugh actually had a great plan, and his plan was to keep Alex for up until this year and trade and get rid of him or trade him. I think he got a little anxious and he jumped the gun. Not saying that Kaepernick is not who he's going to be or he could be. I just think that they had it set up the right way. Because guess what? Even in a bargaining tool for Kaepernick wouldn't even be this high. He wouldn't be – with with Alex Smith on the same team, he wouldn't be able to hold us over the fire even. I don't think if, if we had that. But I think he jumped the gun, and honestly, it might have it might have cost us something. You know what I mean? Because also um, Jim Harbaugh had more confidence playing Kaepernick the way like you said in the beginning because he knew he had Alex on the bench. He was like, look, if we if he gets hurt, I'm bringing in Alex. You know what I mean? And now he's oh, like no really doubt about that, but I mean. At the same time, yeah, all right, so Smith's gone, Cap wins games, Cap gets him all the way down to the NFC Championship, and, I mean, yeah, it was definitely more people involved than just Kaepernick, but as this league goes, every the quarterback gets all the credit and takes all the blame. He got there again, and, uh, yeah, we didn't get it done, but we got a young quarterback with tremendous experience asking only for Jay Cutler money, I mean, it seems like market rate well, seems I mean, fair. Chase, you, I mean, I think me and you both agree Jay Cutler shouldn't be getting that type of money. No, I, <laughs> I completely agree. The market rate is set way too high. Now, quarterbacks are overvalued in general in the league right now yeah. because clearly defense is what's winning. But, yeah. Um, I, I mean, yeah, quarterbacks definitely inflated. But regardless, we have to be. take that. That is the market rate. Like, you can, And Cap's going to get it. If he leaves the team, he's getting it somewhere else. So, we either now, do you think, or, do you or, think or he's going to be able to handle the pressure with that type of contract, Chase? It's going to be tough to see. I, I mean, I, I wanted to see another season out of him anyways, but that, like I say, it's it's not even – there's no option. Like, that's it. We Either this man gets his money from us or he gets it from someone else at this point. He's so going I to like get him. it. You know, I like Cap. I mean, I don't – I mean, I know through my post, I might think I dislike Cap. I like Cap. I just I just believed in the the plan that was set forth, and I think we accelerated it. I, look, Alex is gone. Look, I know he's not there um, anymore, but I just think that we overdid our plan, and 
it was a lot of things that happened for our team that's just rare that you don't know if you're ever going to get that before. Because, like I said, there was a couple of plays in that Green Bay game. I mean, shoot, what's the name through a, a pick six, yeah, but it didn't get picked up. Cap through, through a pick. Yeah, he, they were playing a certain way that just really made me look at it like, wow, he's he's gotten away with a couple of things that, man, they, they come see you. They'll come see you. So, I just, I mean, I, I know our window is small. I mean, I know everybody thinks that we're, we're um we have like another three years, but I think we may have a year. I think we got maybe one year, maybe a two, a second year, because everybody in our division is getting better too. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that, hundred percent. I mean, it's we not got... like our division is getting. All St. Louis need is a real good quarterback, and they're a problem. Yep. Yeah, or a quarterback, or some weapons for Bradford, or something. But weapons, he you. got the weapons, man. <laughs> <laughs> he got the weapons. I, I wanted the Niners to get Austin. He's a to me. He's he's going to be a better Percy Harvin. Yeah, playmaker. You would think a playmaker. We're gonna let you go. Thank you, PM. That was a really good call. I got another person on the line. Eight zero four four five. We are coming at you right now. You're on the IBS livecast with Chasing RC. What's up? What's up, folks? It's Linton. Hey. Who is it? Oh, it's Linton. What's up, Linton? We're uh, we're talking about the draft. We're talking a little 49ers. You can bring in anything we talk about today. Where you want to go? Oh no, I'm just saying. Hey, y'all doing a good job. Um, I heard 49ers might not make playoffs this year. I heard a little bit about that Rams y'all talking about and Arizona coming up. I think, I think it is. I mean, they still have so much talent. It's hard to see them not making the playoffs. But at some point. And they're playing extra games, too. That's what people don't realize when these teams make these deep runs. They've probably played more games than any team in the last three years. And eventually that wears on you. And Bowman's hurt. And injuries start piling up. So, I mean, that's not far-fetched. I mean, dissension goes a long way. If if Coach GM ain't ain't working well or I hear uh, veteran players are through responding to Harbaugh type thing, Um, you know, got quarterback that wants extra dollars. A couple things. Anyway, I hear LeBron's about to drop 60 on somebody, too. That's what my brother is saying, but, I mean, it's dubious. Uh, these guys, these guys, so first it's Durant, and then Durant plays good for a month, then LeBron plays good for another month. Oh, that is LeBron. You know, it's kind of like a horse race, I guess, but I don't know. I don't know if that makes it. I don't know if LeBron has suddenly pulled ahead. I mean, Durant was playing a minute. I'm sorry. Uh, Chase, please look at the page. This guy says, McLovin says Spanish rice or shrimp slash pork fried rice. That That's what he posted on our page. <laughs> I don't understand oh, what's happening to this group. Really y'all have, uh, is this a podcast? <laughs> I, he posted that on the page right now. I don't understand what <laughs> what's going on, man. <laughs> I really don't. Sometimes he is entertaining, but uh, it looks like. So, who would you go with for the MVP, Linton, if it was right now? I mean, I'm a homer. I mean, I, I, that's probably my first American sport, so I do know a significant amount about the basketball world. But um, I'm a big Durant fan. Um, I mean, you. It's just such an incredible thing to watch with LeBron and him playing. Um, 
you know, maybe I wasn't paying too much attention in 86 and 87 when you had Jordan, Magic, and Bird at the peak of their powers. But um, we're watching some phenomenal basketball. And probably the voters, with Westbrook being out, probably go lean toward Durant if, you know, he'd have to really screw up or they'd have to go on a swoon. I don't know. Miami's going to make a hard push for that one seed, I think. Um, and they, you can't go wrong, I don't think, this year with either of them. Yeah, you know, man. and it's kind of like Durant's turn a little bit this time around. Seems like it's Durant's turn, but also, I mean, he really did step up when Westbrook was out. And if they finish with one of the top two records in the West, it'll be hard to even other guys to get it together because they seem to be struggling a little bit since Westbrook came back. But hopefully, if they can stay near the top, and I'm a Durant guy too, so hope I'm just looking for an excuse to give him the MVP. But before we let you go, uh, did you get a chance to catch our wonderful tournament today? Did you get in on that at all? Um, <laughs> just learning about the page, but uh, I cast a vote or two. Um, <laughs> what was the most uh, intriguing matchup for you, if you can remember? <laughs> it was definitely uh, Serena and Skylar Diggins. Um, <laughs> I know this is going to, like, get me fined or whatever, but I started watching the WNBA this year for uh, her oh, and Deladonna. Oh. And, and, oh, no, I know, I know. I'm just going to up and admitted it. I can give you credit for that. I give you credit for admitting it. But can I watch? When do you watch it? It comes on TV? It does <laughs> late night on Spanish that. language. <laughs> what channels come on, man? Uh, Spanish language after like 3 in the morning. <laughs> I have no idea. Some of Telemundo. Honestly, when I co- I had a season where I coached girls and they actually won the first championship I ever had, and I would watch, I would start watching girls, and you know it's it's a better like if you actually want to coach, it's a better way to teach your kids because they can't get away with like you know athleticism; they have to be fundamentally sound. Yeah, um, I just enjoy the enjoy their stories. I watched Diggins and Deladonna and Brittany Griner, you know. They had whatever half season so far, but uh, the uh, the conversation on the uh, page was quite interesting. You, you guys are relatively funny folks. <laughs> I watched that um, is interesting though because they had had some several players of note with Griner and uh, what's her name Bella. Don. I always call it Bella Don because a stupid X Men is a Bella Donna character, but Bella Don and uh, and and Skyler. So I mean, you have had college superstars as far as, you know, women's go. So, I mean, it's almost as logical that you would watch. <laughs> hey, I'm watching Uh-oh. for, you know, maybe another reason as well. <laughs> anyway. Well, there might be. I hope uh, you're only watching those two games because there's not a whole lot of – they used to have a couple of cute ones, but, yeah, they're kind of – they're kind of they're kind of low. I'm not gonna call it what my brother calls it, but they're running. <laughs> they're they're going, their bench is not deep in that area. Cool. Well, I uh, respect you guys for doing a good job. Thank you, man. man. I appreciate it. it. We had some pretty good calls today, Chase. Picking up callers, man. We got to get people uh, get people interested. So I think uh, the yeah, uh, the tournament was a good way to start on Monday. Get people calls, engaged. No fully. Well. Antonio did call, but I mean that's comedic relief. You gotta, you gotta have some of that in there. And and if he is still listening, I will go with shrimp fried rice over Spanish rice at all times. <laughs> What's your pick on that one, Chase? I'm going Spanish rice, man. Oh my goodness. Ugh. Black people love Chinese food though, so that's that's almost unfair. I mean, I but, like it uh, now. I like both of them so now, and I can make both of them real well. But but I'm going Spanish. 
<laughs> we could we could be a little random here. Next year, what what possible tournament should we have next year, next March? Because if we're around, God willing, hopefully we can do something every March or maybe even more. But hmm. it's going to be tough to top this one. Well, I you feel can't like top. this one's going to get uh, this get a group one's going to get pretty you crazy as these this. as these people start advancing. It's going to get tough. It's going to be you already were lobbying, but when you get, I mean, right now, tomorrow, I mean, we can, let's preview it, actually. We can preview it, and uh, let's give an exclusive preview to our listeners for tomorrow. We got the Bella Twins against Trish Stratus. I'm going to post that. Well, I'm going to post them all, but first thing in the morning, I suppose. Bella Twins and Trish Stratus. Give us a, give us a preview. I'm going Trish Stratus. I, I think the picture that was posted in the group by uh, who posted that hurt. That um, yeah, I think a couple people posted. It. Yeah, that's. I would like to point out for you, and this I don't know if I should reveal this now or I should reveal it later, but she's not blonde anymore. No, that's okay. She went with her natural color, which is dark I brown. Mean, I wasn't, you know, her hair wasn't even in the picture as far as I was concerned. <laughs> But you love blondes, and she's not a blonde anymore. And I'm going to post the most relevant material to make sure the Bellas, who are like what my dream woman looks like outside of being slightly too skinny. But other than that, I mean, their overall look is the way, you know, kind of what my preference is. So I'm going to push it hard for the Bellas. So I'm going to reveal some of Trish's hey non-blonde you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be lobbying against you on that one. So someone else is going to have to <laughs> Well, whoever out. does, I got a feeling Trish, period, in the uh, – well, I'm trying to be less crude than these children, but her body is superior. So these these animals, they might they don't understand beauty. It's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> our early four or five matchup is also if you're listening, if you go to thebetterbracket.com and you follow or you follow our link, all you have to do is hold the mouse and pull it over to the other side of the bracket, and you can see that side of the bracket. <laughs> someone was saying they couldn't see both sides of the bracket. The other matchup is Inez Sands or Sains. Against Michelle Beesner. Uh I'm going with Inez. Yeah, I can't say like your name, so but I'm going with Inez. She's sexy. I told someone on there, and it is true. After that little incident with the Giants or whatever she did in the Super Bowl, uh, <laughs> I started following her on Twitter, and she only tweets in Spanish, but I never stopped unfollowing her. It was fine. It didn't even bother me. It only added to the allure. <laughs> and let's see. We have Sydney LaRue and Candace Parker. This might be the one tomorrow that gives the gives gets the most dialogue going. Ooh, yeah, that's, and you know what what you post as the picture is gonna play a huge part in this one. Man, that's so overrated. These guys are so lazy. I'm trying to keep it clean and non porny and these dudes <laughs> they're so lazy, man. Look it up. You don't have to just go by my picture. Jesus. Like I said, man, you're not even typing in names right, so you can't go Google it. This is rigged. And if you Google, if you Google Rachel Nichols, there's another girl that comes up. They're not going to know. They don't know. <laughs> you're the one to correct me. Or Clarissa. I'm going to keep calling her Clarissa. You know, I've heard her. I mean, I've seen her on sports and all that stuff. I think my brain just corrects to Clarissa because I've never seen the name spelled like that, the way her name is. <laughs> so, I mean, I am familiar with her. I follow her on Twitter. I know that she's married to Jason Williams. Like, I know who she is. <laughs> but, hey, whatever. 
she's no Lindsay Zarniak. How about that? Oh, gosh. She's better than her, but I like Lindsay. I don't know. She's fun. She's cute. She's got a good personality. The pregnant wheelhouse is blonde. (laughs) Pregnant, man. Too much. Yeah, she's pregnant. I was hoping that was going to rectify itself soon, but it doesn't seem like this thing's coming out anytime soon. They just show her now. They don't even try to hide it or put the table behind it. <laughs> they just, they like, whatever, man. She's getting fat. Y'all should know. And our last matchup is, this This is like, this is your wheelhouse. You should be allowed to do commentary or whatever. <laughs> Lauren Tannehill against Lindsey Duke. Oh, my gosh, man. This is a tough one. It's, it's real tough. I don't now, know. I mean, I have to look. I haven't seen Tannehill in a while. I mean, it looks so similar. It's kind of hard to. <laughs> to they pick. are. They I mean, are really similar, are. I mean, but... it's like it's like Seattle and uh, San Francisco, just mirror images. They're just same, same foundation, same, <laughs> same team, man. And they're both down in Florida right now. I mean, Tan. dude. I don't even know which way I'm going to vote. Like, I'm going to try to get a vote push forward. It, it's, it, it's not an easy one. I, start, I don't know. This Tannehill, I don't know. I've got to see some more. Uh, I have to do some more research because I'm not seeing There's a lot the of front court on, now, that's the the front court on you Tannehill. You've got a lot, like, got a lot more to work with on Tannehill. Tannehill, you got plenty of pictures. But this uh, other chick, Lindsey Duke or whatever, I mean – all we got is like ten Instagram pictures from some thirsty dude's link, and they were good. Like but a model or that's something. all we got. Yeah, you do have a little more. I mean, he's got to go to the draft first so we can get some more pics of uh, of her. I don't know, but the pics I do see are very impressive. Uh, you're definitely looking at a front court advantage. Her bigs are dominant. <laughs> I mean, you got to look at that. I mean, you just uh, – I'm tending to favor her unless I see some more uh, – got to study some more game film and see how things go. But when you got that front court, it's real hard to – hard to beat that, especially as a tiebreaker. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some – I'm going to give you a scouting, scouting report. I'm going to give you this little tip that no one's going to know. All right? Now, I haven't researched this on Tannehill, but it's, it's probably true as well. But I did discover – in doing my due diligence in the scouting of Lindsay Duke, that she was originally a brunette as well. Oh, is that a plus or a minus? That's a plus for me. But I don't know that's if a, yeah, a plus I mean, or it's a minus, minus for me. But How the hell I guess, do you like know I said, that? I gotta go. I gotta go find the other Lindsay Tanner. Or what's her that? name? Tannehill might be in the now. same. Might be in the same you boat. Pic- I haven't seen any pictures. I just looked at fifty Google pictures of her, and I didn't see any brunette. That's what I'm saying, man. I got the deep scouting reports on these ones. Hey, you got Mel Kuyper, deep, deep, deep. Or we're going to start calling you, uh, what is that, Chris Morton? I got, if you sign up for IBS Insider, that's $10 a month. I'll give you my insider <laughs> tip okay, guys, it's good on who's going to advance tomorrow. You get And you get Ohio State Ranch for free. So, <laughs> well, we're <laughs> yeah, running out of time, sure. Chase. Thank you for being my co-host as always. It's fun. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it tomorrow, although I will be in the office and very busy, but I will definitely have to weigh in on uh, on the tourney tomorrow. Looking forward to it. All right, sounds good, man. All right, everybody, thanks for calling in.